Shirley is a third-generation family business operating from Jenkinstown, County Kilkenny. Stair Hurley produce handmade hurls made to the wishes of each individual. They can be contacted by phone on 083-434-775 or on social media via Facebook or Instagram. Hello and welcome to the Backdoor Hurling Show. Um, we already had the Limerick special, but we're getting the thoughts now from two Waterford men, uh, Owen Murphy and Brian O'Halloran, um, about the All-Ireland final. And I suppose that's, if we're to get into it first, how strange of a build-up is it on during these times to an All-Ireland final? <laughs> it's the most strange you'll probably ever get because for a county like Waterford who don't get to, into too many finals I mean we we try to make the most of it and that's not that's not a case of getting too carried away but still these finals all Ireland finals for us I suppose don't come around too often so not to be able to I suppose show your true colours or to to have the, the build up that um that Watford supporters would like. I, I think actually it'll probably suit the players and, and the management and that, you know, but um, look, it's a great buzz. Watford, as I say, don't get there too often. So it is very, very unusual not to be out and about and catching up and you'd have you'd have the match talked about a thousand times at this stage where, you know, I don't meet enough people to talk about it nearly at the moment, you know, so um, it, it is very unusual, yeah. Very unusual, but we'll take it... <laughs> We'll take both ways, Paul. And Brian, like, is it good for the players? I suppose it's a young Waterford team, and with all Ireland finals, like, when you're up in them, it's all about can you get me a ticket? Can you get me a ticket? Like, not having to deal with any of that this week. Yeah, um, I think um, Owen was involved as a selector in 17 when we got to the, the last final, and um, I think Owen, Derek, and Dan did a great job in kind of. Um, Protecting a small that kind of goes with it, and all the 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 ticket for as you said in the rigmarole, cold, they were very good in sorting things early, and I don't think it affected us much on the day. But having said that, if you gave me the choice of as a player for the build up now versus back then, I'd love to be you know involved as a player now and and not being not seeing anyone day to day, um, not hearing any loose kind of pub talk, um, you know, it's 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 ideal for players in a way, and um, you know all that. That outside noise, it's not a distraction, but it probably plays on your nerves a bit. And you know, I certainly, you know, never took in any of the the, the lead up to the last or Ireland. You know, you, you can't allow yourself to. Whereas this time, I don't think the players even need to block it out. It's it's automatically blocked out. So I think, yeah, as Owen said, it's it's probably a help from a player's point of view. Um, as supporters, now we'd love to be, you know, out having a point, talking about it, and discussing it and dissecting it every way but I, I, I think the players would like it this way um, in, in the lead up on it all yeah and on like if you look at your time forward for 2001-2011 but I suppose 2002 for Waterford how special was it to break the monster hoodoo for Waterford it's only now looking back I think that you appreciate what winning a monster title is in Waterford I mean I think we have we have nine uh, titles. Uh, and oh, I'll never forget two thousand and two as long as I live. <laughs> I was only I was only ten or eleven up a young fella. I winning a monster like grown men that never cried. Uh, 
I still remember that uh, of all I went through that day in Parky Cueve in 2002 and, and the following, but it, it was just what it, uh, people can't understand the Munster title, but back then it was just after getting hammerings, hammerings, hammerings to win one. Yeah. Yeah. It is like, it's hard to explain, Paul, I suppose, you know, as I say, 39 years and I, and I think back to the amount of, uh, you know, like Brian, I went and watched Walford in the, I suppose, late 80s and all through the 90s and, and I was there, Jeannie Mac, is this what we're, is this what we're faced with? And then, uh, I mean, I was so lucky to join the panel in 2001. I think I got a run against Limerick, which turned out to be a, a, a um, a, a bad day really 11 points up and we were beaten but I broke into the team in 2002 and we won a Munster like pure like look sport and life is a lot about luck and timing I always say it and um, here I was first time on the team winning a Munster like geez, it doesn't that's just a dream world I suppose with all the and it was just a, I think the relief and it was a bit of a it was a bit of an epic match as well like with, with tip the way the goals were going in both ends and and when the final whistle went through, we just, I think we all just exploded and we went mental. We were like caged animals trying to get out of Parky Cueve and into the fens and jumping up and down and um, walking across the old bridge. And oh my God, it was, it was unbelievable stuff, bringing the cup back into Waterford. And, and so now I suppose when you look back, I think after getting over, after getting over that, then we won another 2004 and seven and, Kind of, I think we wanted more. It created more than to say, okay, we can conquer Munster, but what else can we do? And you know, unfortunately, our record after that didn't didn't hold up great. We got you know played in six semi-finals and won one. And even in the noughties this past decade, I think Watford have been in six and won you know won two now, which is great. Twenty twenty to finish off, and hopefully, we just need to start start competing at that last at the in the All Ireland series now I think you know but it was a sorry to go back I'm 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 um to, to go back to that day Paul it was just never as Brian said for a player to be there and to go up and meet people that has have people from the club and you know family and supporters and it was just a magical day magical day yeah and as well like um on your time the rivalry with Cork when you played, like, how special was that rivalry? Um, it was. It was. I suppose for myself and Brian, who, who have to, who had to look at Cork uh, people close to the border, Zayden Yall and and myself and Brian are very much West Watford uh, on the border there with with Cork. So we we were probably looking at them, you know, when I was younger. I suppose you're looking at them and and. The red jersey and and the tradition and the kind of the hurlers that they produced and, and we were saying, geez, they always just seem to have that one up on us. But I think when we when when we kind of came along and got got some belief and um we just we, we ended up having some great battles with them. And to be honest, there was nothing malicious or uh, it kind of was a hurling rivalry, you know. I mean, I think there was there was respect there. On both sides, and um, there was some 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 brilliant games, you know. But um, it's Cork could be our biggest rivals here. I mean, down the east, Kilkenny would be the rivals, um, and if you head in country, then Tipperary would be the rivals. So for us, it was Corkford, like myself and Brian. I think because 
we would have uh, headed into y'all a couple of nights there, Sunday nights, um, and uh, and the hunt for whatever, and um, you know, it would always be rubbed in, you know, um, but it was it was a very healthy rivalry, I have to say, and there was but there was also a lot of respect in it, and um, you know, there's I've I've relations married to the Cork hurler hurlers, and there's the the border doesn't um, you know, we have. We have family both sides and that, so it was it was great though. Some some brilliant matches, brilliant matches, pure hurling matches too, you know, which was great. And Brian, you were in Waterford in 2010, but like um, coming in as a leaving search student was there huge pressure at that time? Uh, no, I actually felt the opposite. It was strange. Um, I felt like I had nothing to lose. Um, I felt when I was called on originally, I was coming in to carry the water and to, you know, watch watch Owen Murphy train and watch Milan train and watch the lads train. But um, I just kind of I was carefree enough that summer. I, I didn't give it too much thought. It's it's I'd lo- you'd love to go out and approach every year like it and every match like that. Um, I was just in this kind of bubble where I said I've nothing to lose if I you know if I'm way off it I can improve and it was a great attitude to take for that year and. Um, yeah, things went very well for me for the first few weeks. Um, obviously, I got my comeuppance then in, in, in Crow Park when I started the Ards me final and, you know, I, I was off the pace. I wasn't good enough. But, you know, up to that point, I, um, you know, I, I loved it and, I, you know, it probably the care for the attitude had helped me, you know. And then, I suppose, you had your trouble with injury and <laughs> your hamstring um, as well as your ligaments. Was that really tough to take mentally? Uh, yeah, it was like, you know, it was, it was probably, you know, thinking, you know, will I be a has-been at 20 or 21 was probably the, the thinking in my head. Um, I just couldn't get off the ground uh, as regards hurling for, for the two years after that. And, um, you know, I stuck at it. I wouldn't say there was any, you know, dark moments where I thought I'd never play again. But, yeah, if you'd asked me at 22 in the middle of kind of the second big injury, will I be playing in county again? I probably would have said no. Um and I suppose the fact that I hadn't established myself before the injuries was was tough as well. I suppose at least if I knew I was good enough and then I could come back, whereas I wasn't quite sure even was I intercounty by the time I had the injuries, to be honest, you know. Uh, just for the two, the John Milan speech after the game um, where he says, I love me county, is that something that Waterford people will always remember? Go to I'd say so. I'd say so. I, I, it's, it's. Look, it's iconic, and um, you could be remembered for a lot worse. Like I think, as a county, we, we love our hurling, and you know, we, we, we've great supporters, and and Waterford people do love Waterford, and I think, I think John kind of captured that that raw emotion perfectly after the game, and I'd say it's something we're we're proud of. You know, if there'd be a few tattoos we floating around Monday if Waterford do win, and surely. <laughs> Yeah, I'd echo that. Um, I mean, John kind of endeared himself to hurling people, not just in Waterford, but outside that, and he probably still does. Probably unknowns to himself, actually, because kind of when you're around him, he's he's a bit kind of laissez-faire, and he's uh, he'd be having to crack and laughing out loud, and and then he gets into his zone for the matches, and he kind of, you know, you geez, he's, he just gets into slapping this place. The hurley. Like, he's slapping the hurley off himself. Yeah, you'd hear this kind of cracking every so often inside in the dressing room. Jeez, what's that? And John, the hurley off his legs, like, and it'd be sore. It'd be 
legs would be ridden to going out and kind of that, that was the way John got himself going, you know. But um, and he kind of uh, he just was he's a hacked on the sleeve fella. He's like uh, all all the way. So that that like when he said that, I'm sure he meant it from the bottom of his heart. And it's kind of it was obviously the whole the whole background of it and the match and and the winning and he just I mean it was just perfect. The 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 whole the whole scene was just perfect. And of course. You know when the way he's, the way he talks and you know, um, and the voice of water behind him, and we love John Milan. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what we were all saying on TV, like you know. <laughs> yeah. When the media got hold of it, then sure was you know. I'm glad actually that that I suppose, you know, we um, that it was captured and that it kind of you know I suppose there was characters like John Milan, you know, years and years ago too. I suppose they were never captured and never caught. So. I think that one, it'll be a long time before uh, John will always be remembered for that. Yeah. And Owen, like just in 2008 with Justin McCarthy, um, what was that like, I suppose, as a player to be involved in that? Uh, it was awful. <laughs> um, it's awful because, like, well, for me personally, it was just Justin kind of backed me. A lot of people probably would have, you know, would have questioned me as a, a player, maybe as as a uh, uh, started out as a forward, ended up as a cornerback. But um, he kind of, you know, he showed great faith in me, I suppose, and I, I was um, very grateful for that, I suppose. And I mean, look, there was a sense around the place that maybe we needed, we needed a change, and it probably just scattered legs. And then I think on the back of a kind of a heavy championship defeat then they kind of wanted a, a players you know players meeting and it, it kind of snowballed a little bit Paul and you know I think before we knew it there was um, they wanted to have a meeting and maybe and, and have uh, have a meeting about Justin and unfortunately like he came down to a vote in the end I think and um, uh, you know it was um it was very unfortunate though, because Justin had done so much for for Watford hurling, you know, and Gerald before that, and people before that. It 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 all just doesn't appear overnight, I suppose. And um, managing any team uh, isn't easy. But in fairness to Gerald and and Justin when we were there, um, it was it was just a bad way for it to end, you know. It was a bad way for it to end, you know. So it wasn't nice. It wasn't nice, even though like Davy as a we ended up getting to the, the final, but uh, it was still, uh, you know, a little bit bittersweet and, and Justin, I think. And Brian, Derek McGrath came in, um, I suppose, and he done a terrific job uh, with Waterford, but do you think he gets too much criticism, I suppose, from the general public just <coughs> for the sweeper system that was played? Um, I, definitely, I, I definitely do, yeah. I, I, I feel strongly that... Um, uh, people are very, very harsh on on, on, on Derek in, in some contexts. I think that uh, if you look at our, our, our record the previous years, um, you know we hadn't been, been been doing too well, and within three or four years we were competing in Munster finals again, competing in our Ireland semi finals and finals. And you know, I think it doesn't really matter what way it, that was done; it was done, and anyone who did that should get huge credit. Um, 
and I think Derek saw the players he, he had at his disposal and I think he got the most out of nearly every player and if that was the system that was going to do it, so be it. Um, I know people were crying out for 15 on 15 and can we play like the 21s, but like, you know, to me that was just ignorance, like, you know, them, them days were gone and um, I, I feel strongly that um, that Derek you know, very much likely in Cahill is now is, is getting the best out of nearly all all the players and and did what he felt was the best thing to do to get the most out of the team. And look, people won't see it and you won't get credit for it. Hard, but um, no, I, I, I definitely agree with you. I think it's very unfair some of the criticism he, he has gotten since. And 15 and 16 beaten by Kikini in two semi-finals. But Brian was a huge like to beat Kilkenny in the qualifiers that year for not having beaten them in so long. Yeah, huge, huge. Um, as Murph said a while ago, like we uh, down this neck of the woods, we wouldn't have a huge rivalry with, with Kilkenny, but like they were still the the gods of hurling. Like you know, they're a carry of football, and and not having um, not having beaten them, uh, you know, in in since I say it was fifty nine or sixty three. It was so long anyway to to eventually. Get over the line against them, and like the way we did it, where we we absolutely threw it away in normal time, and you think the team of momentum will 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 beat the underdog then in extra time naturally, but to blitz them in in extra time, having thrown it away, um, like I'd say, Murph, I don't know, I'd say you were in despair at the end of full time, um, just this year, having having them beaten and thrown it away, but. I think you know we put on one or two subs and the whole thing just settled an extra time. We were a far the better team, but I suppose it took a good bit of um of gumption and courage to actually go off and do that an extra time. But yeah, it was a huge, huge result for us. It was it was one of the highlights I'd say of my time involved. To be honest, look, it we got no medal for it or or anything like that. Um, but it was a it was a huge night in in Tardis and I'll I'll remember that. Yeah, I'll remember it too because and. No, at the end of normal time, we were, we were like myself, Dan, and Derek were kind of there. We were nearly like we were. There's so much emotion because we had the match won, as Brian said, and then they came back and got the goal, and I was there, Jesus. Um, and the players went in, and the three of us just we stopped in the corridor on the way down to the dressing room. Like, right, we need to like trying to get our heads around. Like, okay, what's the plan? What's the what's the communication? Because you kind of body language and say we fucked that away we kind of and I vividly remember kind of and I would ask myself okay you know and I was kind of saying I think I went in and I said look however far they want to go if they want to play another fucking full match we'll go and play we'll, that we're ready that we were you know yeah. that uh, we were ready to go wherever we needed to go now and um, in fairness as Wayne said we really really finished them off and um, I think that's what I like about this team currently the current team is that they seem to be able to keep the foot down now, which is a great sign. Now, it's not maybe that Kilkenny team from 17, but there's still, I think this, the young players, like they're just, it's it's foot down all the way, which is great to see. The, um, and and they're, they're finishing teams off when, they finished Kilkenny off when, uh, you know, they were able to, which was great to see, I thought. 2018 against Tipperary in the Gaelic Grounds. It's like that drama in that game. As a player, you must have just been livid, um, Brian. Um, I was more livid that, that we threw it away ourselves than with the umpires and referees, to be honest. I, 
no, yeah, like you would, you would be a small bit annoyed they had called the goal or whatever. But like, I think we were ten or eleven points up. Like the the main anger that night was with ourselves, like just to be so oh, pissed off that you can do that. And momentum is so hard to change in a hurling game. I don't think many people realise it's you know when a team gets a run on you, it's like trying to keep the tide out at times. And you know the league kept slipping and slipping and slipping. And yeah, look, the umpires made a mistake, and the referee probably should he should have went in and consulted to be honest. And it is what it is, but I'd say most of the lads were just so annoyed that we threw it away ourselves um, rather than directing too much anger at the, at the ref. And I think, you know, we were right to direct our anger at ourselves inwards rather than blame others. I think you can blame others all you want, but if you're 10 points up in a game, nobody should stop you winning it really, you know. And Owen, like, no wins in the championship for Waters, Waterford in 18 and 19 in an All-Ireland final in 2020. What's the main difference, do you feel, from this year to the last two years? Um, well, 18, I think we were unfortunate with the draw number one because I think we got landed with three games in 14 days and um, no home game. And that kind of, that, um, what will I say, the, 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 Ennis, the Ennis kind of... Um, Ennis really hit us like with with some awful injuries as well, you know, against Clare that first day. And um, while we, as Brian said, we had the winning of the we had the winning of the tip game, that should have been that should have been game over really. And um, we, in fairness, like we 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 did well to come out, I think, and raise the game and and get to that performance against Tip, uh, and then just not to get the win out of it, we were kind of. Scrambling again, and we knew we needed to beat Limerick, and Limerick were a team very much, <laughs> very much yeah. on the up then, and um, they just steamrolled us really. You know, I think the, the culmination of the two weeks before that, um, that was a killer in eighteen, and that's unfortunately the way the Munster Championship is going. So um, last year with the new, uh, there was a, a change up, I suppose, in the management, and um, and they got to a league final, and um, but I suppose again they were I suppose unlucky. I think was it the first game against they had a chance of maybe sneaking a draw or getting a draw below Welsh Park and unfortunately didn't materialise. And again that first game is is very, very important and kind of went went downhill after that and there was when you're winning, I suppose, Paul, it <laughs> when you're winning things things can take off very quickly. When you lose, there's a lot of uh, head scratch and there's a lot of questions from from not just management but from players and there's probably a bit of you know um, and it, it look I, I don't know much about about last year's setup to be honest but um, I think that from the outside it did look like there was they weren't fully unified uh, whereas now I think I think it's it's kind of obvious that they're all seems to be seem to be bought in this year. To whatever, whatever, um, whatever, Liam Cahill and, and Mikey Beavens and Stephen Frampton and whoever else involved, uh, and it's amazing you can get the same possible group of players now. In fairness, the new lads like Callum Lines and and um, who were there last year, but they're in different positions. Some of them, um, they just have have really taken off and bought in and literally become. Like it, it's. I think it's fair to say, Kellum Lines is a leader on the team now, and his second season, he's like, 
the way he caught the ball over TJ Reid in the semi-final, I was kind of looking at it in awe, really, because for a young defender, I was picturing myself, if TJ Reid was in front of me, I'd be just kind of pushing him out of the way. I wouldn't be looking at the ball anyway, number one. Yeah. I'd be, I was just trying to be spoil him, you know. Whereas Kellum Lines has just seen a, a full in a black, in a, you know, in a um, black and amber jersey, and he's stuck the paw up over TJ, who's, we all know what, what kind of a hand he has. Took it down and off he goes as if, as if it was, you know, uh, any, any, any lad from any county, which is just, I was, I was just blown away with it, to be honest, with that image, you know. Yeah. And Brian, do you think really Liam Cal came in, he dropped Noel Connors and Morris Shannon, did that just show a statement of intent straight away? It did. It was probably very hard for Morris and Noel to take, but it did. Um, like, you know, if you're on that panel, when, when you when you hear that news, you know this is a fellow who's not going to take, um, who's going to be fairly ruthless. And um, that that's it's one way to lay down a marker very quickly without without even talking to you. You know, um, he had the reputation I'd say before the lads even met him of, of a fellow who who won't take any messing and, and who is fairly ruthless. And um, yeah, certainly would lay down a marker very quick. And look, I'd say it, it has paid off this year. Um, obviously, you know, you feel very sorry for Morris and Noel having given so much to the county. Um, but look, Liam felt he wanted to go a different direction, and um, I'd say the lads that were on the panel and were lucky enough to be picked certainly were were forced to take note of uh, of that. You know, it was probably a good kick uh, for a lot of lads to see that happening. You know, and the running game as well, um, Brian. Caelan Lyons running from the back, even Daryl Lyons when the games open up. Stephen Bennett seems to be everywhere. It's just unbelievable the work was really going through. It is, yeah. Um, I, I, I actually shudder to think of the training that it takes to get to that level. You know, um, you know, there's fit and there's there's fit, but them lads this year to be able to keep going and keep that relentless running for seventy minutes, like Caleb can do and Jamie can do and Ty can do, uh, that is months and months and months of grueling work. Um, you know, Limerick have a similar style, but I suppose they they play it out with stick work more and it's maybe not as demanding on the body. Now, obviously a very, very fit team as well, but you can see our lads when they get the ball in hand, it's a purpose for the first four or five steps through tackles and um, like to keep doing that, it's, uh, geez, I'm glad I didn't have to do that training now this year because to get to get to that level is is phenomenal. Maybe people don't realise it. It's um, because every team is so fit, but to be able to do that running game is unreal. And on, I suppose Austin Gleeson has probably got a bit of criticism since picking up her year. But like, how much delight was there the last day? Because the performance Austin Gleeson put in in the second half was just unbelievable for Waterford against Dick Kenny. Yeah, that's what he's capable of. Um, I mean, I'm, like, look, unfortunately for Austin, um, getting hurler, getting you uh, hurler the year. There's only one way you can go from that, Paul. <laughs> I'm not sure how many have gone back to back on earlier the year. Um, and so he carried an awful lot of expectation after putting in unbelievable performances that year, to be fair. I mean, the, the, the stuff he was doing was um, was unbelievable. So, um, And then he, he, he just, trying to carry that as a young fella, you know, um, and maybe, maybe, trying to do too much, you know, himself. Um it it did, you know, it 
he just kind of seemed to fizzle out a little bit in himself, lose confidence, and um, injury struck in as well. Uh, lost, of, lost fitness, probably lost conditioning. All the stuff that you see is so important today. They're all like they're all boxes now that they're they're boxes that if you don't have them ticked, you'll get found out. And um, because all teams have those players now that are that are physically strong, that are fast, that are aggressive, and like you know, if you're any way off, you will be found out regardless of who you are. But um, I think la the last day, like in the second half. That's that's the Austin Gleason, I suppose, that Brian would have seen and played with, uh, and we we would have watched um, play underage games, play with Mount Sign, um, putting in performances, WIT. That that's the Austin Gleason, I suppose, that we know is um, that potential has always been there. It's but just it was that I think... on the last day that like in the first half things weren't going right for him, and maybe mm -hmm. other times. The easiest thing for Ozzy to do would have been put the head down and think, oh, God, it's gone awful. I was wicked impressed with his body language in the first half and things weren't going as well as he wanted them. And to keep going yeah. in the second half and he got his reward. I think that's a huge mindset change. And it's a very hard thing to do for anyone when you're not going as well as you want in a game to keep yeah. going and keep going. And I, I thought it was a huge step forward for him now last day to, to keep going through the, through the bad patch and to come out the other side, you know. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he could have walked away with eight points last day from play, yeah. and you were there, Jesus. Um, but you know, that's what he's capable of. And to be honest with you, he's probably been, um, and uh, I don't know, his own worst enemy as regards he's he's so good that people say, well, you know, ultimately he's probably showed his best hurling from centre back with the under twenty ones. He was unbelievable um, at, from from centre back, you know. And and yes, he hasn't probably played centre back since he came out of under twenty one as such on a consistent basis anyway. And so he's played wing forward, centre forward. Now he's full forward. He's probably an element of his own success a little bit that you could play him a lot of places. And it's a lot easier for a player to 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 have a position and to try nail that and get used to that and people around you. Whereas Austin is now in he's now in with different people again, you know, um, different players and getting used to them. But in fairness to him, as Brian said, I, you know, he was taken off. Like he was taken off in the Munster final. Was he taken off in another game as well? Like there's no, there's no fear. There's no fears here from management to make to make hard calls, and no matter who you are. And um, I was just delighted to see him, see him back. And there's more, and there's more in him. There's more in him, Paul. That that lad is capable of, uh, of going into disguise as well, which we haven't seen yet. You know, and if he gets. If if he can string, you know, if he can string a full game together next Sunday, he's going to be, he's going to be, um, he's going to make a huge difference to the Waterford cause. Brian, do you think the big thing here is to get suppose, a better quality of ball into Desi Hutchinson because Waterford struggled with it uh, in the Munster final, struggled in the second first half against Kilkenny, but like. If they can get ball into Desi Hutchinson, he's just such an outlet for this Waterford team. Yeah, it is. And I think that's what they're trying to do. I think the point of the running game is to run it up far enough that you can give a good ball in. Um, I think uh, maybe a criticism maybe of, of us before is maybe our ball into the forwards and our forwards not winning it. But, you know, if you can bring it up that extra 20 yards, which is a very hard thing to do, 
but it makes the forwards and the backs hitting it in, but the forwards job way easier to win it if it's coming from 50 yards rather than 80 yards. And um, I think, you know, the lads this year are trying to do that, to run it up and then spray the wings. But look, he's a huge outlet and I suppose he's the ball winner that that, um, that, that team has been crying out for, I suppose. You know, he has that bit of X factor and, um, you know, his, his movement and his feet, he, you know, he doesn't seem to be doing anything special to get away from defenders, but... Whatever he's doing, you know, defenders are at sea with his twists and his turns, and um, probably going back to you know the soccer and the footwork and things like that. But like with a quick turnaround, he can seem to get five or six yards and he shot away. So he's very impressive. We've seen it in the club championship here with two years, and we've been we've been waiting to see him um, with Walter. And God, he hasn't disappointed. In fairness, he's he's a key class, you know. Mm. Uh, come to you first one, Brian. But where do you think? Walter can cause an upset and win the Lee McCarthy Cup this, this weekend. Oh. I think uh, <laughs> I think that they they did a Kilkenny on Kilkenny by kind of taking them on where they think they're they're good in the air. I think that um, Waterford will need to just run at this Limerick team uh, and do it maybe a Limerick on Limerick a little bit. And as Brian said, I think you know. Their system with the if they get quality ball in, um, you know, and you spoke about Desi Hutchinson, he if he does get uh, openings like that, um, you know, we possibly will need a few goals. But I think if they really, really go at it uh, and go and 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 go at Limerick, I think they are prone to fouling, and I do think that they're very much living on the edge. I mean. There is a lot of loose hurlies going around a little bit from some of the lads. They're so big, they must feel like wooden kind of wooden spoons at this stage. The lads are so strong, but there's a lot of loose hurlies seems to be going. And I think, you know, if the referee, I don't know who's, who's actually got the gig now, but um, I oh, think they'll be... Horgan, Fergal Horgan. Is it Fergal Horgan? Okay, yeah. Um, I think that they might be watching that a bit. And I think Watford might, I hate to say we don't need to win it from freeze, but like... Um, I think it'll be a help keeping us in the game, and um, and if we get if we get any sniff, Paul, I think this team is capable of 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 finishing off uh, an opportunity, you know, because we in eighteen we got we got we got a sniff like ten minutes into the second half or in seventeen, ten minutes into the second half, and we kind of and I felt there was another gearness, I felt that we were going to kick, you know, and a couple of decisions then kind of. Um, Brock all the way back, I thought, into it. But I think this team uh, has the capabilities to, to actually finish off if they get a sniff. And it'll be pure, um, you know, driven from cattle on the line. It'll be all about, like, fucking, you know, no, we, 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 you know, we, we have them rattled and now we go, like, you know, and we twist the sword. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that this team is capable of actually, if the chance... If the chance opens up, if the if there is a smell of it, I, I honestly do think. But 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 to get to that position, to answer your question, I think they'll need to they'll need to run it run at Limerick. I think they'll probably need a goal or two, two goals, uh, two goals to go a long way. I think it would make a big difference, um, and um, it'll just it'll just make Limerick think twice. I think as well, you know. And Brian, along the similar lines. Yeah, I think that running game is our uh, trump card this year, and I think it's a very hard game to stop. As Murph said, if you don't run through, they often have to foul you. 
Um, no defenders like being ran at like that. And I think if the lads keep doing that, it's it'll be hard for Limerick to to stop it. Um, I think the second half, the last day, the lads' ability to win the ball in the air was a huge factor. Um, I think if Jack Fagan, Jack Prender, even if Ozzy can start getting his hand on puck outs, I think it gives a huge outlet. And again, something that we haven't done enough the last few years in Waterford is, is win our own high ball. And like what Jack Fagan did the last day was unreal. Um, so Jack Prender has a brilliant hand for a small enough land. You know, Austin has an unbelievable capability in the air as well. Um, you know, if he if he starts winning a bit of ball, so I really think that if we had that outlet on Sunday as well, that it could really add trouble. Yeah, trouble. Yeah. Absolutely, it'll be interesting to see now that's all on our Waterford special ahead of the All Ireland final. Thanks many for your time, lads.